श्री गोपाल की जाय श्री श्री राधामनान मोहन जी की जाय श्री अद्वैत चार्य आविर्भाव मामोत्सवती की जाय गोर भक्त बिंद की जाय बहुत प्रेम आनंदे बोल हरि बोल sir gathered on the advent of advaita charja to say if you um engage in some mahima glorification of advaita advaita acharya <clears throat> and of course he's a very uh, important uh, figure in the uh, gaudiya vaishnav lineage probably he is most well known for the part the role the significant role that he plays in the advent of chaitanya mahaprabhu but he himself appeared many years prior to chaitanya mahaprabhu and remained in the world many years after the disappearance of chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya dev's manifest leela um lasted for about 48 years and uh by the time that he advented that he appeared in the world Adwaita was already in his 50s hmm? so he lived a long life himself he lived the proverbial or the, the 125 years it's a way of saying he lived a long time hmm? um This is part of the numbers of the, these type of texts and so forth. Like Krishna lived 125 years, and it really means that they live forever. And their disappearances are always vague because the implication is that God never dies. Hmm. Hmm. The death is a disappearance. So the stories about all their disappearances, whether it be Nitai Chand, Adita, Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth. So, at any rate, Advaita's uh, appearance predates Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considerably by by a number of years, and uh, for the most part, the uh, the texts of our lineage that describe these different personages, uh, great persons, uh, um, deal with the person of Advaita in relation to the advent of Mahaprabhu. they don't tell us much about his life uh, prior to that hmm? but there are some uh hagiographical works that have been uh, were, were been composed by members of the lineage of advaita the advaita paribar paribar means like like a family so from all the different principal uh, uh immediate associates of chaitanya mahaprabhu for a number of them from the members of the panchatat or from the goswamis and so forth there are lineages hmm, often referred to as paribars you may notice that in our prema dhwani prema dhwani means the love sound that we offer after the artik after the kirtan prema dhwani jayum vishnupad paramahamsa and so forth and so on we often after the uh, glorification of takur bhakti vinod glorify the paribar of bhakti vinod which is an interesting concept of course it was a time in bengal that um, if you met another devotee on the chaitanya overall sampradaya or lineage then you might ask which paribar are you a member of mm-hmm. and so when when bhakti siddhanta sarasti thakur's disciples were met with this question they didn't know exactly what to say um for reasons we won't go into it's a long story but they asked him and he said oh you should tell him bhakti vinod paribar hmm? yes. and so um his idea bhakti sanat sarstaka takur's idea of course was that bhakti vinod takur was a descendant from that realm in the modern world hmm? and in a sense the 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 originator of the lineage of course he was initiated in lineage in the tenandapuri bar and so on and so forth but we have hmm the way to puri bar but we so which one would they say 
So he said, New Zealand Bhakti, Bhakti Vinod Paribar. After all, it was, this is an interesting point that Sarasati Thakur was, had the two gurus of Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Bhakti and Gorkhishwaras Babaji, and they gave him opposite instructions. <laughs> Gorkhishwaras said, Don't preach, that's too troublesome, just do bhajan, stay here in the Dham. And Bhakti Vinod told him, Preach in a big way. He tried to do one, but he was forced by divine inspiration to do the other, and ultimately he followed Bhakti Vinod Thakur. So, Saraswati Thakur has again advised his disciples, you can say you're members of the Bhakti Vinod Paribar. Someone may take exception to this, and but there's precedent for it as well, of course. We have the well-known Shamananda, Shamananda Paribar, because of the unique circumstances surrounding Shamananda, also, the Narutam Paribar, so often referred to, which is actually the lineage of Lokanath Goswami. We don't call it the Lokanath Paribar, but because of the magnitude of the contribution of um, Narutam, hmm, the disciple of Lokanath, it's his lineage, Lokanath's lineage, is often referred to as the Narutam Paribar. Hmm? We ask, well, yeah, Lokanath did not make much of a contribution. We would say, no, his contribution was Narutam. <laughs> and he'd like to see that his lineage would be called the Narutam Paribar. Now, imagine if somebody did that today. <laughs> you can't even write a book without people complaining, right? <laughs> we would say, yeah. so, so uh, but there's a place for this. Hmm? for the glorification of devotees in the present and the pre- previous acharyas, you know, this is their this is their greatest joy to see such. Hmm? So, appropriate. Bhakti Vinod um, Paribar, the family of, uh, of of Bhakti Vinod. Hmm? I don't know how we got there exactly, but... Uh, but but in, the, in the Paribar of Advaita, right, in the Paribar of Advaita, then there are some books that that um, that describe the early life of Advaita, and they are written after Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, because we, uh, we saw in Iskon, they somebody published the, uh, the Advaita Prakash, but mm-hmm. uh, our Prabhupada, Pakistan, Sasadizaku, he didn't accept like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so there's, there's, there's maybe three. Of these hagiography, hagiography means hag comes from the word Greek word hagia, which means holy. Hmm? So it's a it's a it's a word, an English word nowadays for uh, a, for a sacred biography describing the life and the teachings of a saint. Hmm? So Chaitanya Charitamrita would be such, and Chaitanya Bhagwat, Chaitanya Mangal. And these other books, the Bal, Bali Sutra, this uh, Advaita Mangal, Advaita Prakash, these are all hagiographies, but they are all written after the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? Chaitanya Charitamrita was the book we've often discussed in the Gaudiya Sampradaya that brought together all that was is considered orthodox in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, amongst the various conceptions of who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, what the import of his descent was, what he was about, and what it meant to follow him, and so forth. There were many, it spawned his presence, it spawned many different theistic ideas about him. And Chaitanya Charitamrita takes the ideas, the, the, the experience, the vision, the realization of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of Rupa Goswami, and puts it in the Bengali vernacular, hmm? and um, includes within that um, um, certain things that were out and about at the time, conceptions, and certain conceptions are rejected by by way of not being present in Chaitanya Charitamrita, or not being emphasized, and so on and so forth. So, it's kind of like the Chaitanya Charitamrita writing, and, and the meeting, in in Ketori Gram is kind of like the Nicaea Council of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, yeah. the first Vatican the first, uh, or something like that. Celebration. Yeah, celebrating the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu after some some years after his disappearance. They all got together and so forth. So these 
books that speak about the early life of Advaita come from the Advaita Paribar, and they they are they follow Chaitanya Mangal was written uh, in, in, in the 17th century. I'm not sure about the Balya Sutra, that is a smaller book, but Advaita Prakash, which Ramesh asks about, was written in the 19th century, 1869, something like mm-hmm. that. So it's quite a bit later. So there, in some respects, it's, a, it's an attempt to rewrite the history a little bit um, or the theological reality of Chaitanya Leela with a view to give certain emphasis to uh, Advaita that we, we don't find in Chaitanya Charitamrita, for example. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, I think, rejected it on the grounds that it was written in a way so as to appear that it was written a long time ago, which is pretty expert to do. <laughs> um, but it was written much, much, much later. Um, so to some extent he rejected it, although Balabhatirtha Marsha cited it in his book about the Vaishnav. Um, saints and so forth. Um, so, at any rate, there are three, or at least I'm aware of three of these Bengali hagiographies that talk about the early life of Advaita, and they emphasize him in ways that he's not emphasized in Chaitanya uh, Bhagavat or Chaitanya Charitamrita. So we tend to stick with what we find in, in, in those books, which, of course, doesn't say much, as I mentioned, about his early life, they all kind of begin with speaking about him with regard to the advent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he was a significant player in. But some of the themes in those other books are nonetheless played out here and there throughout um, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagwat. For example, the idea that Advaita hmm, is a combined form of Shiva and and um, and Vishnu. Hmm. For example, in which Prakash, the, 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 the mother of Advaita, uh, uh, envisions Shiva in a dream, hmm? feeling great compassion for the uh, souls of Kali Yuga, and he, and he petitions Vishnu, you've got to do something uh, about it. And, uh, and in the dream, Vishnu says, I've got to do something about it. You and I are one. Hmm? What do you mean? I've got to do something about it. You and I are one. Hmm? Um, so the idea that Advaita is a manifestation of Shiva and Vishnu, hmm? this is prominent. It's told in this kind of story form in Advaita Prakash, but it's not something that's that not found in Chaitanya Bhagavad or Chaitanya Charitamrita. It is. Advaita is. Hmm? He is uh, uh, Sadashiva. Sometimes uh, same idea, Shiva and Vishnu combined. Now this is an interesting concept. Of course, Shiva is a very uh, Ashuto. She's very easily pleased, but it means he's very compassionate. Also, he's depicted in the pranic lore and so forth as uh, uh, always being surrounded by people you wouldn't want to be around, hmm? hobgoblins and goblins and ghosts and and, and mm-hmm. so forth and so on. And he's he, he he's showing compassion to the Tamaguna sector. Hmm. Hmm? This takes a lot of compassion. <laughs> so uh, he accepts them and, uh, and, and so forth. So the compassion, if you will, of Shiva and the delivering capacity hmm, of Vishnu, after all, without Vishnu's blessing, uh, Shiva can give, give liberation. And the fact that they're one is also a very central, uh, in a sense, doctrine of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, wherein Vishnu is, or Shiva is, is different than the other gods in that he is a, is a particular transformation of Vishnu, like yogurt is a transformation of milk under certain conditions. So yogurt is what? Milk in a different condition. So Gaudiya doctrine is that Shiva is Vishnu in a slightly different condition for a slightly different uh, and unique purpose. Sometimes people say to me, I've had it said to me by a couple of scholars, what kind of name is this you have, Tripurari? It's, it's a name for Shiva and you're a Vaishnav. Vaishnavanam yatasham bu, says the Bhagavatam in the 12th canto, that Shiva is a, is a great, the greatest Vaishnav. It's a, a bit of hyperbole because, of course, if we study the book carefully, we know that the gopis are the highest Vaishnavas. But then again, Shiva also takes a position as Gopishwar in the Leela. 
of Radha and Govinda. So while we are not Shaivites, we are not the kind of Vaishnavas that argue with the Shaivites, whether Vishnu is supreme or uh, Shiva is supreme, like you'll find in South India. And then you find Vaishnavas will ne- those kind of Vaishnavas will never enter the temple of Shiva. Hmm? But when the Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Dev, went to South India, he entered in the Shiva temples. Hmm? So he, he, he makes this point by his example. That he was not into that sectarian type of uh, feud and that uh, in one sense, Vishnu and Shiva are one. Hmm? And then again, and also both Mahavishnu and Shiva are worshippers of Krishna. Hmm? We spoke about Shiva as Gopishwar. If you look carefully at Gaudiya Vaishnavism, while ostensibly on its face, it seems to say, Vishnu is higher than Shiva. Hmm? Okay. So some people, some Shaivites may object, but if you look carefully, you see the Gaudiya Vaishnavism, no, no tradition flatters Shiva more than Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Why? Because um, because to be Vishnu is not the highest thing. Aradhananam saivesham Vishnu aradhanam param. Tasmat paratram devi. The devi asked Parvati Devi, the consort of Shiva, said, what is the best kind of worship? Because everybody wants to do the best worship if you're going to be a worshiper. And he said, oh, aradhananam, what is it? Vishnu Aradhanam, what does he say? Uh, Aradhananam Sarvesham, Vishnu Aradhanam Param. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The best type of worship is the Aradhanam. The word Radha comes from this, Aradhanam. Hmm? Yeah. The best kind of worship is the worship of Vishnu. And when Devi heard this, her heart kind of plummeted a little bit. Like, huh, I'm a worshiper of Shiva. I'm not doing the best kind of worship. Then he said, that he said, Aranam Savish Vishnu Aranam Param. what did he say? Tasmat Parataram Devi Tadiyanam Samajam. However, Devi, higher than the worship of Vishnu is what? What's higher than the worship of Vishnu? Worshipping his devotee. That's right. Worshipping the devotee of Vishnu. Then her heart was very happy because she understood. She was always worshipping Vishnu. So this is just one example. And then if we go to the Vrindavan Leela, as we have briefly here in terms of Gopishwar guarding the gate at the uh, uh, for the Rasa Leela and not letting just anybody in, so to speak. Uh, he has a very high position in Vrindavan as the Chitrapal, the protector of the Dham, the protector of the Rasa Leela. Hmm? This is the private place of Krishna. Hmm? So he has a. If you if you study Gaudiya Vaishnavism carefully, you see no one is more flattering toward Shiva than Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Even while it seems to say, "Oh, Vishnu is higher than Shiva," at first, that position, that argument, Shiva is higher, really finds its place very beautifully, very very charming way in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is just one instance of how he was a harmonizer. In his time, religiously and socially, spiritually, a harmonizer. Hmm? This is a huge feud <laughs> in India, Vaishnavas and the Shaivites and so forth. So, and and Dwaita is, is, is very central to this. Of course, in Bengal also you have the Shaktas hmm? and you have the Bhaktas and you have the arguments between them. Hmm? Hmm? Shiva would be the uh, Devi, who the Shaktas worship, is is the is the wife of of Shiva. So Shaktism has a connection with Shaivism in a sense, and so big argument there. So in, in Bengal, Advaita is appearing, and in one sense he's resolving the argument. Therefore, the stories are such that, born as he was in Shailat, hmm, later went to Shantipur, there as a young boy. He would. Uh, he was very religious, and he would go to the temples, and among other things, as we, as we get to the point about Devi, if he went to a temple, hmm, and uh, he um, he would bow down to the deities. But if the deities were not being properly worshipped, that means 
If they had people worship without affection, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur once, he made, he, he was very modern in his approach to uh, sharing the teachings of Gaudiya Vaishnava with the public, and he taxed his brain to come up with novel ways and means of presenting high theological ideas to the general public. Hmm? This is a very good use of the mind, hmm? how to absorb the mind. Hmm? He, he used this as an example of an extended form of kirtan, to reach out, to glorify Krishna, explain the teachings of Krishna. He thought this would consume the mind in such a way, kirtana prabhave, smarana svabhave, by the power, prabhav, of kirtan, smaranam, which is so central to the ragmarg meditation, smarana svabhave, that will come out about naturally, internal meditation hmm, and revelation of one's higher nature, one's nature as, in conjunction with the bhakti, one's roop. Kirtana prabhavi smarana subhavi. By kirtan it will come. Hmm. So this was his extended form of kirtan. Instead of telling people, here is your mala, go sit at Madhuvan under the pochote tree and chant three lakhs of names hmm, every day. <laughs> And then when you cannot control your mind and so forth, and you think, why am I not sitting under a mango tree? At least I could eat mangoes and maybe a banana tree and other things I would like to do, and the mind is hard to control like this. So he devised a method of, after all, kirtan reigns. Hmm? It's the, the, the king of sadhanas in Kali Yuga. So he extended the idea of kirtan hmm, to include... Novel ways and means of reaching out to the to the, to the public, which required to use your mind and think how I will say that you know to them. How will I say such a thing to them? Who is Krishna? How will I uh, engage them? It requires some absorption, and by this absorption in kirtan, he said, then naturally in due course, his inner life will come. This was his focus. So, for example, when the, in, the, uh, he, he created the theistic uh, dioramas. They were made out of clay at the time, but they depicted different pastimes and different philosophical points. And then he set it up like a fair, like a you know, you, like you go to the carnival with your family and kids, and everything. Eh, something's happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sadhus in those days weren't creating these kind of festivals and uh, what to speak of using such creative means um, that was going on, you know, outside of the Dom and the modern world, um, uh, you know, uh, this kind of a concept. So anyway, people would come in throngs and then he would depict different philosophical points and so forth. And this was his, some of his, his, his genius. So the point is that he made one diorama of a Brahmin hmm, priest. So the Brahmin priests, they would do the worship of the deities. Hmm? And in the Shankar Sampradaya, you have the, the ritualists are were called the um, Smartas. And so they had a largely a monopoly on religion. And so if you wanted blessings or anything, you had to go to them. And uh, the, the, their teaching, of course, was you first you had to take birth as a Brahmin, and then in that life you had to take sannyas, and then you could get mukti. So God was like two steps at least removed from the people. Hmm? And these smartas were in the way, so to speak. <laughs> they were, you had to go through them, and so um, they they they, they would worship the deity. So Bhaktisiddhanta made a, a, a diorama of a Brahmin holding a shalagram, the fossilized whatever form of a Vishnu, hmm? and he was using it for cracking nuts. <laughs> so if you have a stone, you can crack nuts. So his, he had a, he had a shalagram in one hand and a nut in the other hand. So he, that was his diorama, one of them. The philosophical point was was this that that these brahmins, this is how shalagram feels in their hands, like a nutcracker, because they're only worshiping him to fill their belly. Comprende? Hmm? They're only worshiping with the motive. I'm doing this, but I'm really preoccupied only with my material maintenance. I'm going. There's no love there. Hmm? Prem is just the opposite. Prem is the opposite. 
in prem, in vaidhi bhakti prem, hmm? in vaidhi bhakti prem, the devotee feels that if Krishna does not accept my offering, hmm, I cannot live. Hmm? That kind of offering, Krishna accepts. Hmm? He's troubled. She's troubled. I've made this offering. If only if Krishna doesn't accept it, I cannot live. They're not thinking about eating it. Hmm? Or maintaining their body. They're only thinking, if, if my life is to please Krishna, if he doesn't accept my offering, my life has no meaning. That kind of offering, Krishna will accept. Hmm? So we have to kind of try to go in that <laughs> that direction. So this is on the other end of the spectrum. Sakama bhakti at best. I'm using the Shaligram as a nutcracker. I'm worshipping God just to fill my belly. And so... so Oh, this was a huge fight then. <laughs> and the smartest, they took him to court. Hmm? And they took him to court. And they said, you can't say this about the Brahmins and so forth. And the final argument that the smartest made in the court is that, well, we see that sometimes the Vaishnavas do this too. And he said, then we put Vaishnav Tilak on him, on the diorama. Hmm. So he was not opposed to critiquing his own tradition. Maintain it. Very forceful, very powerful. So, Point is that some people worship the deity in appearance. Hmm? They see people in open temples and think, "Hey, there's a lot of Hanuman pe- people around here. You know, let's open a Hanuman temple. That'll be a good business. Get some Brahmins who'll open the Hanuman temple, and, and so forth. Then we'll say, one day Hanuman came here and created a pastime, and pilgrims would come from far and, and 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 wide, and can only make the travel once in a year, once in a lifetime. They come there and." Give some money for a broken part of the temple. It forever remains broken for for the next group of pilgrims and the next this kind of thing. Bhakti Vinod was very much against this. Bhakti Siddhanta was very much against this, and the Dvaita was against this. So my point is, he would go to the temple, and if that was the kind of worship that was going on, when he bowed to the deity, the deity would crack. It said, the deity would break. So the Dvaita, it means that he was bearer of of the real idea of love of God. We see himself, we'll see later as we go on in the discussion, how he worshipped hmm, so simply with Tosi and Ganga Jal, but with such affection, what, what happened? Hmm, the extent to which the Lord was present. So, according to the measure of our bhakti, he'll be present. Hmm. So this is Advaita. And, and, and of course he went to the, to the uh, he was invited to go to the Devi temple and he says, I'm not going there. I'm not going to bow down before her. <laughs> and they thought, oh, this is a big offense. This boy of yours is such a rascal. He won't bow down to Devi. Hmm? But it's not the position of Shiva to bow down to Devi. <laughs> and so he came before the deity. He did not bow down. And she turned into a big fire or something like that. And everybody realized, oh, he's very extraordinary. And, and Devi said something, you know, I do the the wife doesn't bow down, and you know, to the husband, like, or the husband doesn't bow down to the wife, or something like that. And everybody thought, well, this, this boy is extraordinary, and and so forth, and so showed himself to be the consort of Devi, and so on. Then uh, he himself said, told the parents he wanted to move to Shantipur along the bank of the Ganges. So Charlotte, they went to Shantipur, hmm? and there he began his uh, gradually his life of preaching. Really, and um, and uh, it even said in, in, in some of the texts that Nityananda was born a certain point, maybe about twelve years before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when Hadai Pandit brought the boy to Advaita. Advaita was so powerful and well known for preaching Vishnu Bhakti. He had a school there. He taught Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? And he, he, he is, it is said that at one point, before we get to Nityananda, we backtrack a minute, at one point a scholar came who was a great Advaitin and wanted to debate with Advaita, and Advaita um, very thoroughly uh, defeated him. And he himself, this Advaitin, was also a devotee of Saraswati, hmm. so he couldn't understand how he was defeated, and Saraswati said, you have to understand who you're debating with here. And so he had the revelation. Advaita was was Vishnu himself, and and so it was that Advaitin. This is according to Advaita Mangal, who said that he is Advaita Acharya. He is the teacher of the Advaitins. Hmm? 
Hmm? He he was he was named for birth Kamalakanta Kamalaksha, right. hmm? lotus eyes. Hmm? Um, uh, but this Advaitin gave him the name. You're the teacher of the Advaitins. You can teach them a lesson, like you taught me a lesson. Now I understand. Brahmanohi Pratishtaham. Brahman is the sub- subordinate to Krishna. Hmm? And we had it backwards and so on and so forth. So it's thought that he got his name Advaita Acharya from that. Hmm? Also from the idea that, that I can see, the Brahman said, you are non-different than Vishnu. Hmm? You, 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 you are one. Advaita means non-different. You are one. You are non-different from the Godhead himself. And you are the teacher of the Advaitins who, who don't understand Vedanta very well. You are the real Acharya. So he was a powerful uh, person, a preacher, hmm? disciple of Madhavendra Puri. Hmm? Madhavendra Puri was, um, is, is thought to have been the bearer of the seed of love, the kind of prem that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would distribute. We say, Anarpita charim charat that this gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is very rarely given, or Anarpita charim charat. It's not given before, not for a very long time, once in the day of Brahma, something like that. It means that it was never given systematically, actually given out. It might have been a little bit here or there. It was in Advaita, or in um, Madhavendra Puri. He, he gave it to Advaita. We find it in Gita Govinda, hmm? of Jaidev. But it's not being taught. Jaidev was a bard, a mistral. You know, he wasn't teaching systematically. He was just feeling this, experiencing it, and writing poem about it. Hmm? Some Siddhanta is there in his book when he in beginnings when he begins Kesha Badrita Narahari Rupa so Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. This is the preface to Gita Govinda. But Mahabhu was teaching it and distributing it systematically and with a whole host of associates and so forth. In some of the texts it's thought that not only did Dwaita call for Mahabhu, but everybody else he arranged for them to come to. When Nityananda Prabhu appeared, it is said that, that Hadai Pandit brought his son, child, to Advaita and said, you please name him. So Advaita was so famous hmm, as a Vaishnav. He said, how can I name him? He offered his respect to him, hmm, bathed him in the Ganges, and finally he touched his head. He called, called him Nityananda, eternal bliss. He will give eternal bliss to everyone. So, so it's thought that in some of the texts that he named Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? He arranged for for Sachi and Jagannath Mishra to appear. Hmm? Of course, most famously, he arranged for the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? We'll come to that. But living in Shantipur, this place became a real the real seat of uh, of devotion. It's worth noting, perhaps at this point, that in a discussion that that it, there there is some evidence that that Prabhupada Bhaktivedanta Swami. Uh, uh, our Guru Maharaj, he uh, spent some time in Shantipur, hmm? Go, went going to the temple and chanting um, as a householder. And it said the, the Pujari testified that he would see him there chanting. And then one day he came as a sannyasi. And he realized this after many years. It's man, is now as a sannyasi. I haven't seen him for many years. Hmm? And then one day he got it, somehow he got it back to Godhead magazine. He said, oh, this is that man, and he's that sadhu. And he, and he went and followed it to Mayapur. He said, he had a big temple, and, and temples all over the world. And he used to come here, hmm? and he would chant here. Now all the devotees go there, of course. You know? <laughs> so, uh, um, but um, certainly Prabhupada um, was very influenced um, I want to say, influenced, empowered to work um, widely with regard to the Yuga Avatar aspect of Mahaprabhu that is somewhat governed by Advaita. Hmm? Yuga Avatar means wide distribution of the Yuga Dharma. Hmm? There's two sides to Chaitanya Dev. Externally, he's the Yuga Avatar distributing 
Krishna Nam everywhere, widely delivering the people. And the other side, internally, he is Krishna pursuing the mood of Radha. This is an esoteric internal side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Prabhupada was very active on the outer side. He was not as active visibly. And um, um, speaking about or the, the internal side, because, of course, the more you do that, the less you're going to do in the outreach. So if you're empowered to do outreach, then um, you're going to talk about that side and wide circulation and so forth. So this was his empowerment. Of course, we say he's empowered by Nityananda Prabhu, but Advaita is a part of Nityananda Prabhu, as we learned from Chaitanya Charitamrita. At any rate, he used to go to Advaita, apparently, Advaita's uh, home in, uh, in, 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 in Shantipur and do Nam Yagya there. Mm, Nam Japa, and so forth. And Prabhupada told a story that as a child, that he was uh, enlisted to play the role of a dweta in a theistic drama about Gorlila as a young boy. Mm. He said, and I played the role of a dweta, and when I played the role of a dweta, the audience cried. Mm. They all cried and they thought Advaita was present. Hmm? So, <laughs> so he got some, I can say, some Shakti from Advaita or the Yuga Dharma hmm? and Advaita as a part of Nityananda and so forth. But anyway, Shantipur was a very much a seat of Bhakti school, hmm? of Bhakti uh, Vedanta. And, um, and uh, it was there that the, the elder son of Sachi, uh, Vishvarup went and he got influenced by the prachar, the preaching of Advaita, to not return home one day and become a sannyasi, which brought the attention very much of Sachi to uh, Advaita and what he was doing there, not in the most positive way, but in a heartbroken way. Hmm? Advaita told her, don't worry, you will have a son. They went there. What are we to do now? Previously, we had children. They were they were, they, they 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 died upon uh, at, at death. Finally, we had a son, and now under your influence, he's gone. What are we to do? Her and Jagannath Mishra went. As they said, don't don't worry. You will have a son. Hmm? He took some um, tulsi leaf floating in the Ganges. One Manjari put it in her mouth. Hmm? Said, you will have a son. <laughs> And he will be very special, so forth. So it's said that when he did his worship hmm, for the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, he, we heard this morning, he, he heard a verse in his inner mind. Hmm, Krishna is very pleased by the worship of Tulsi and Gangajal, the water of the Ganga. Hmm. So he thought, let me do that. Hmm. This is Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam Nagita. This is Shuddha Bhakti. Hmm. The more the bhakti becomes pure, that means the more there is love in the offering, the less the ingredient has importance. Mm-hmm. Hmm? The less love, the bigger the ingredients have to be. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You follow? Hmm? Something. Hmm? But the, the, in the, if the more you give your heart, the less the ingredients really have any significance because the heart is what is being offered. If you have a lot of things in your heart, then give a lot of things. <laughs> Make a big arrangement, you know, this is the idea. And then something from your heart is coming in the form of those things. But if you don't have many things in the heart, cluttering it, hmm, then you can make an offering very simple. Patram pushpam palam. How simple is that, toyam? A, a fruit? A, a fruit? Okay, well, that's pretty common, but maybe not. Maybe you don't have fruit. How about a flower? Okay, where there are no fruits, maybe there are flowers. Hmm? But maybe there's a place where there's no fruit or a flower. What about a leaf, then? Patrum pushpampala. A leaf? If there's no leaf, how about water? You can't live without water. Agua's bida. And we want a pura vida. <laughs> so we want to say, take uh, water, even if you only have water, hmm? you offer that with your heart. You think water is everywhere. You know what? Yeah. Hmm? So you don't need much if you have a big heart. The Gita verse says twice what? Patram pushpam palam toyom yome bhakti prayachitara ham bhakti. 
Uparitam Ashnami Prayatatmana. Twice Bhakti is mentioned in the verse. Who offers me with devotion? This fruit, flower, or water. It's not all of them, one or the other. Hmm? The implication is those who give their heart to me, I accept that. Hmm? The way to show is this kind of shuddha, hmm? worship, pure worship. Hmm? And it's said that also while he was worshipping the, the uh, with Tulsi, the, the Shalagram, with, the Shalagram is the seat of Vishnu. You can make any form of God out of Shalagram. Hmm? Jiva Goswami has made this comment. Uh, hmm? Any form. You can get any form out of that. Hmm? So, so he, anyway, he was worshipping the Shalagram, like Krishna, hmm? and arguably like Radha Krishna, and with Tulsi and and uh, Tulsi flowers and Ganga Jal, and then after the bathing, they fall down into the Ganges, hmm? and then saw the flowers going down, and some distance down the river, and not far, Sachi was bathing, and the flowers came, circled around her, just the Tulsi window. Uh, he understood. Oh, she, aha, uh-huh, she used to come for this reason. So he put. A, Put together and so forth, and you know, then I'm going back. Then he stole with one son. Then they came, and then he said, "You will have a son." He gave the Tulsi leaf to her, and from the worship, and so. And of course, then this way, he arranged for the. He called for the presence, of the manifestation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is again what he's most most known for. Most of the the, the texts begin at this point. It's such a significant. Point, but he has a, a significant, as we were speaking about it, background hmm, prior to that. Advaita has four, uh, well, five stages in Mahaprabhu and in, in Krishna. We find Kumar, Poganda, and Kishore. That's all. Hmm. Never, never Yobanam, and never, what is the term? Jada, old age. Hmm. But in Advaita, we find all five. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So he has old age Leela also. Hmm? Like I say, he married at at, at fifty. Hmm? Hmm. Sita Takarani, just to help see, as I'm speaking about it, Advaita as kind of a orchestrator of things. Sita has described his wife in um Gauragadandesh Deepika as Yogumaya of, of Gorlila. So together they they conspire to make arrangements. He came so many years prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent, over 50 years prior. Hmm? So he's calling, arranging, the implication is different persons to come who will all be part of the Leela, different associates of Krishna and Krishna Leela. Hmm? He is the Mahavishnu, as we said, but he's but, and, and Shiva combined, but Vishnu is the, while Vishnu is the, Mahavishnu is the caller of the different avatars for the Yugas. Hmm? Now it's time for the Yuga Avatar. He sends the Yuga Avatar, hmm. is the idea. This is a very peculiar um, instance, because here the Yuga Avatar, who calls the Yuga Avatar, is doing some, so by first descending himself on the earth in human-like form, and you call him from there. The implication of that, is, of course, is that while Vishnu ordinarily sends the Yuga Avatars, he stays up in the celestial, you know, Paravyom, hmm, and sends the Yuga Avatar. But this Yuga Avatar is not an ordinary Yuga Avatar. Hmm. This is this this Yuga Avatar's descent coincides with Krishna's et- eternal moment in Krishna's uh, existence of of considering what is the ecstasy, what is the love of Radha, and how will I taste it, and so forth. So. Therefore, Mahavishnu hmm, is personally coming to earth to to be here to call the Yugavatar as he usually does. Yugavatar, come. Hmm. It's your time. But but to witness it himself, participate in the Leela, and to demonstrate that just as Shiva is a worshipper of Krishna, so is Vishnu. Hmm. So this is a huge part of Chaitanya Leela. Advaita, although he's elder senior, the teacher of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Dev would go with Gadadhar to Dvaita to learn about Vaishnavism. And this was very scary for Sachi. 
what if my brother boy takes sannyas <laughs> under Advaita's influence and so forth? Hmm? But uh, anyway, he was the teacher, he was elder and so forth, but he went out of his way to make the theological point hmm, through his actions that that I, maybe Vishnu, but I, Ekala Ishara Krishna, Arsabritya, all of us, even all the avatars, we are all subordinate to Krishna. We take pleasure in, in worshipping him. Hmm? This is brought out, of course, in the Bhagavatam as well, but it's very prominently brought out in, in Chaitanya Lila through the person of Advaita, who even went, we know, to the extreme to make a public display of this by way of suddenly starting to preach Mayavad philosophy or that jnana is superior to bhakti on the basis of the Bhagavad Gita. A complete shift for him. And Mahaprabhu had, what's this? Wait, is preaching Gyan over bhakti? So, you know the story. He went and and chastised Wait and started to beat him. Sita said, he's an old man. Don't beat him. And Wait is saying, beat me, beat me. <laughs> I'm your subordinate. And now you've shown it to the world. And he's taking great joy in that. The beating of, of Mahaprabhu was like offering of flowers on the body. But Wait, this is how he experienced it. Hmm? Oh, he had a long beard. <laughs> oh, grabbed his beard. Mahaprabhu grabbed on his beard. Well, mm. because I heard from Siddhartha Maharaj and also from why we don't worship Advaita with beer. Some people do. Mm. Some, people some people don't. Some do, some don't. But the one of the ideas, of course, is that although he experienced old age Leela, he still appears youthful. Hmm? This is the idea. Hmm? So he doesn't take on the characteristics of old age, although he lives long. He stays youthful in, in, in appearance. This is what some say. Hmm? But at any rate, Advaita was, uh, made effort, as I want to say, to establish that uh, he was subordinate to, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And um, at the same time, uh, we owe the great debt to him because by his influence... This side of Mahaprabhu, of course, he called. And when this work was done, the work of Mahaprabhu to establish the Yuga Dharma in Puri, it was Advaita who Mahaprabhu deferred to and said, What do you think? <laughs> he said, How have I done? Hmm? You called me here? And? And what Advaita said, You've done it, you've done it. Okay. So Advaita gave him the permission to do bhajan. Hmm? <laughs> Retire from the preaching. That time... Mahaprabhu's preaching stopped. Hmm? He became very internal. And he was not a public figure anymore. Hmm? Keeping in the cl- closed quarters with Sarup and, uh, and, and Roy Ramananda hmm? and, and overwhelmed by this inner experience coming out of the preaching in the Sankirtan. Kirtana Prabhavis, Madana Swabhavi, did the Kirtan widely. The way to said what he said, there's no longer any need for rice in the market. I mean, some they had this conversation. It's very, what are they talking about? Hmm? This is his way, his way of saying, you've, the world is filled. You've what you've you set in motion that will go on now. You can now proceed to the other reason for your descent and fully and conscientiously um, pursue that. This happens in Puri. Hmm? And so Dwayta, he took Advaita's blessing. Advaita called him for one side, gave him the blessing to pursue the other side fully. And of course, this, as I say, Advaita himself was initiated by Advaita Puri, so it's thought that all of the things that Mahaprabhu was pursuing were also coming in Advaita. He has that other side as well. And in the Paribar of Advaita, they'll... And they'll tend to talk about that because that's the more popular side, the internal side for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent and so forth. But Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagavat tend to speak about the role of Advaita with regard to the Yuga Dharma. Hmm? So, any question? Yes. Can you say more about Sachi and Advaita initiation? What she told One of the things about Sachi was, and Advaita with regard to the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was that he. He said, you'll have a good son. And so well, she had a son. And it was, of course, a celebration. We, we, should, we, 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 should, we would be remiss, and I, I, I forgive me for speaking about Advaita without mentioning Haridas, because Haridas 
was prominent also in the descent of Mahaprabhu. In fact, Chaitanya Charitamrita explains in, in very covert, covert language that while Advaita called Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna, for exoteric purposes, for Yuga Dharma, Haridas called him for internal purposes. Hmm? So Haridas was very active in that. Haridas was, was, um, as, uh, was, was named, was dubbed by Advaita Brahma Haridas. Sometimes you hear Haridas, Brahma Haridas. Hmm? Advaita was explaining that, oh, you were previously Brahma. You committed some offense in the Brajlila. You had to take birth as a Muslim. He was born as a Muslim, but he only drank milk. Hmm. It's described. His mother and father died very early, Haridas. And he, he was, a, although he was born in the Muslim family, he was very naturally inclined towards Harinam, and he found his way to Advaita's house. Advaita adopted him almost like a son. Hmm? Advaita's like the father of Haridas, uh, foster father of, 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 of Haridas, in, in a sense. Hmm? And at any rate, with, with regard to the calling of Krishna in the form of Mahaprabhu, Radha and Krishna combined, um, and Advaita's interaction with Sachi, after she had the son, there was a celebration and so forth, but there was a problem that arose. The problem that arose was that Mahaprabhu would not drink her breast milk. It's like if you have a calf and you, you want to make sure that he's going to drink, he's going to drink. You know, they don't drink within a certain time. They're not going to get the, uh, what's it called? Colostrum from the cow, which has so much concentrated nutrition in it that the calf has to get that First, it's the first, it's the first three days, uh, then it then it has will have a strong life. So anyway, Mahaprabhu would not drink from the breast of, of of his mother, hmm, the boy, Bishman Barmishra. So Advaita was called to make a solution. Advaita uncharacteristically went right into the maternity ward where only the father can go, hmm, and just went right in and picked up the child. Hmm, so. The implication is, he's, he's, you see, the implication, I don't know if you've been catching it, is he's kind of like the father of Mahaprabhu in regard to the Yuga Dharma. Hmm? The, the, the whole, there's there's a, you know, the Tulsi leaves coming down the Ganges, catching on to her. This is like, you know, the union, hmm? putting the Tulsi in her mouth and so forth. This is like the impregnating of Sachi hmm? is the idea. Hmm? On the part of Advaita, he arranged this. Hmm? This is uh, like diksha. Hmm? Advaita is giving diksha to ultimately. So ultimately, it had to be brought out in the open. So anyway, Mahaprabhu, the child wouldn't, 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 wouldn't take the breast milk. So Advaita was called. Advaita went in, and the baby indicated to Advaita in some way, "Why am I going to drink her milk? She's not initiated. I only want to drink, eat from initiated, eat from the hands of initiated devotee." Hmm? So Advaita said, oh, so he gave initiation in, in Mahamantra, hmm? the chanting of the Mahamantra to Sachi. Hmm? And then Mahaprabhu would drink from the breast of Sachi Devi. Yeah. And he explained the Mahamantra also, to 32 syllables, to indicate the 20 different female associates of the immediate f- family in the Dvadasa Gopals, 32 syllables. Hmm? It's an interesting, esoteric explanation of the Mahamantra. Another way of saying... He was chanting the Mahamantra, initiating with the Mahamantra, and bringing all the principal associates of of the Brajalila, hmm? causing them to descend to assist in the great dispensation of Brahm in the context of the Yuga Dharma. One of the friends, a friends of a Yeah, that's there in Chaitanya Bhagavad, I may be Chaitanya Charitamrita too. She... I mentioned it without going into detail that she she felt a little disturbed that Advaita had caused her son to take sannyas. Mahaprabhu was not happy with that. So when he had Sri Basangam, he was giving out preem everywhere. Hmm? They said, give to Sachi. No, she's an offender. Hmm? She offended Advaita. Then he said, explained that then she was given preem. All these other stories. So, any question? Model Mohanji is very central also. Advaita took a pilgrimage to Vrindavan 
there he found uncovered in the ground the Manamohan de- deity and the picture of Radharani drawn by Bishaka with hibiscus ink. Hmm? This is Purvarag. So do we. <laughs> uh, Radharani had heard about Krishna. Hmm? Purnamasi, of course. She, 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 she went and whispered, "Radha," in the ear of Krishna. And this is, and so Krishna went crazy, and then she went and whispered Krishna in the name of, of, of Radha. She initiated them both, and she went crazy, and they had a love for one another. Hmm? That's how it manifests in the leela, and but they had not yet met. So they were feeling separation from one another. This is called Purvarag, separation before meeting. I fell in love with somebody, but I haven't met him yet. Like you fall in love with some movie star, but you never have met him. Something like that. <laughs> so, um, so, anyway. And then Vishaka, uh, the friend, and a close friend of Radha, drew a, drew a picture of Krishna. Hmm gave it to Radha, pacified her to some extent. And then she sent Subal, hmm? friend Subal, to tell Krishna to, that the, what is the condition of Radha? I've pacified her with this picture, but I don't know how long it's going to last. She might, there's a chance she might throw herself in the Jamuna. Hmm? So Krishna heard this and Subal had the counsel and Krishna made a garland, gave it to Subal, give it to her, give it to her. Try to pacify her. Tell her, whatever you do, don't jump in the Jamuna. <laughs> and I'll, I'll come. And so and he came. They had their meeting. It's orchestrated by, by Purnamasi. And then, uh, so it's... it's it's uh, the, the, He found a way to found this picture. I think it's there in Vrindavan. Maybe at Nidibhan. Hmm? Picture said to have been drawn by, <laughs> by Vishaka. Hmm? With hibiscus ink of Krishna. And... and um, and 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 so it's said that this uh, modern Gopal or modern Mohandidi that Advaita found is the same same Krishna, hmm? and modern Gopal modern, modern Mohan is, is a deity presiding over sambanda hmm? relation knowledge of relationship and so and Advaita was a big teacher of sambanda again and he gave the deity over to Sanatan. Who's also written about Sambandagan considerably in his his literature, Great hmm? Bhagavatamrita, and so on and so forth. So Madan Gopal, Madan Madamohandiri is was also prominent in Advaita's lineage. He uncovered the deity, and that picture just happened. Question. Um, I think I remember hearing was Advaita Acharya would hold a lot of house programs yeah. and do a lot of reading and stuff. How far did that go? That's before Mahaprabhu had been. How far did it go? Well, um, yeah, he, he, he was very prominent. So he was uh, he was the stronghold. His place was the stronghold. Mm-hmm. They didn't have big temples. If that's what you mean. Yeah the time of the Goswamis and the movement had risen to the point where it got the patronage of kings and queens mm-hmm. who had the bucks. And so they manifested big temples then. And Gaudiya Vaishnavism was really um, kind of on the horizon, on the scene in a big way. And of course they were writing literature. Hmm? But literature is the first thing, but it doesn't, doesn't stand out as big as a temple because most people don't read and Aren't that interested? But if there's a temple, maybe going. You know, so. But prior to that, yeah, there were no really big temples, and so it was all home to home, door to door, and it did not need to go door to door. Even Bhakti Vinod in his time was going door to door and holding home programs. Namahatta. Namahatta. What I going to say a little more about it? Yuga Dharma. Well, the Yuga Dharma is, of course, uh, for Kali Yuga is Kirtan, um, but um, usually that is a, it is a, with the idea that by engaging in Nam Kirtan in Kali Yuga, one will be delivered. Taraka Brahma Nam, it's called. 
Taraka means Taraka means to cross over. So it means to be to cross over from the material world to the spiritual world. Hmm? To go to Vaikuntha, hmm? to get Mukti, Taraka Brahmanam, Iti Sorasakam Namnam Kalikal Nashanam. You know it? Hare Krishna, Iti Sorasakam Namnam. These sixteen. Hmm? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That's eight. Then Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Sixteen. Iti Sodasakam Nam Nam Kalikalamashanashanam. These six this is from the Upanishads. These sixteen names, by these sixteen names of God, this arrangement, it's three names but arranged in sixteen like this. Uh thirty two syllables, sixteen names, hmm? sixteen repetitions. Uh thirty two syllables by this. Kali Kalmashana, all all the influence of Kali will be destroyed. Sabhabedeshu Dishate said in all the Vedas. So Brahma told this to Nard. Narda said, How will people be delivered in Kali Yuga? He said, Oh, by by Kirtan. So Nard said, Well, what will they chant? Kirtan of what? He said, Iti Sodasakam Nam Nam. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, 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 Ram, Hare, Ram, 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 Hare, Hare. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told his disciples to chant this. He called it the Maha Mantra. Hmm? But the general idea, and this is called Taraka Brahmanam hmm? in the Upanishads, the great name that is spiritual, Brahmanam, hmm? for deliverance. But in with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance in Kali Yuga, hmm? this particular Kali Yuga following Krishna's appearance, it's very rare. This is Krishna himself coming as the Yuga Avatar. So he's Krishna and pursuing the mood of Radha at the same time. So Mahaprabhu has done something very special because he's taken the Yuga Dharma and he's interwoven it like a garland. He would weave together with praying. Hmm? So, when you chant the Maha Mantra, Nam Shrestam, Nama Shrestam Api Satchiputram Atrasarupam, Raghunatha says, Oh, my Guru Dev is so generous. He has given me Nam Shrestam, Sachiputram. That name that was taught by the son of Sachi, and the highest, he taught not just the name, but Nam Shrestam, the highest conception of the name, because the name behind Hare Krishna Mantra is universal. Hmm? Ram can mean Ramchandra, Ram can mean Balaram, Ram can mean. Hmm? Radha Raman. Hare can mean, it means Hari. Or it might mean hmm, um, Hara. Hmm, Radha. Many different ideas can come from that. Hmm? It's universal. It's wide. And it's deep. Hmm? It's wide in its scope. And if you look carefully, it's very deep in terms of where it can take you at the same time. So Mahaprabhu gave the deep conception, Nam Shrestam, of the name and distributed wider than anyone else. Hmm? So he wove together this Yuga Dharma, which is a wide dispensation for deliverance, hmm? with the highest conception, which means Prem, and the Prem of Radha in particular. He wove these together so that by doing the Yuga Dharma, people would get the Prem. So this is called Paraka Brahmanam, not Taraka. Paraka means, means, it means, we have amongst Vishnu's consorts different kinds of love, Sadarani, Samartha, and what is the other one? Hmm? Samanjasa. You have the queens of Dwaraka, they love Krishna, Samanjasa. You have Sadarani, you have the love of Kubja for Krishna and Mathura. And you have Samartarati. So different kinds of Rati. Samartarati means Gopi's love. Samartha means it means where Kubja's love is ordinary love, but it's ordinary love for Krishna. So it's spiritual too. The, the, the queen's love, there's some personal spiritual desire in it. Hmm? In Gopi's love, the personal desire 
it doesn't exist. It, it, its personal desire has been has become Krishna's personal desire. Their personal desires, whatever Krishna's personal desire is, hmm? so they have no difference from him in, in this way. And this has the power. Samartha means to 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 to. It's competent, competent to to capture him completely. Hmm? So parakam nam means like his, means like samartarati. It has this power of the Brajalila to completely ca- capture Krishna. So it is conception of the name, the highest conception of the name that it gives Prem. So he wove the two together. So it's a very special dispensation. Hmm? Nam Kirtan, and it is Sarvabhoma told was told, um, or Sarvabhoma, he told, he, what did he see? He said, this is a, um, he, he saw the love of Mahaprabhu's devotees in Sankirtan. And he had, he had you see, um, the king, the Raj, he knew every kind of worship. Prataprudra Maharaj, because everybody come to Puri, and there are all kinds of people who worship Jagannath. He's the Lord of the universe. All kinds of worship. Buddhists worshipped him. Jains worship him. Hmm? The, 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 the Maya bodies worship him. Hmm? Different kinds of Vaishnavas. Hmm? So he accommodates all kinds of worship, this Jagannath. So the king had seen everything. The king of Puri, because everybody comes there with their kind of worship. He's seen it all. But when he saw the associates of Mahaprabhu in Kirtan, he said, I've never seen anything like this. What is this? What kind of worship is this? And Sarabhama said, it says, Chaitanya Shishti. Hmm? Tarnam Prem Sankirtan. This is called Prem Sankirtan. It is the Chaitanya Shishti, the creation of Chaitanya himself. (laughs) <laughs> he has brought this to the world. Hmm? Vishnu brought the world and Mahaprabhu brought the other world. Hmm? It is, uh, as what is ba- like Bhagavatam is described, what is it? Yattad visargo janataga viplo yasmin patislokum abhadabhati yattad visargo, visargo means creation. This is another creation altogether. Hmm? Within the creation, Another creation. Golokeru premodhan horinam sankirtan. See Advaita, Avibhav, Mahotsabhati te ki jai. Sinam sankirtan ki jai. Gorangu Mahaprabhu ki jai. Sisidauji Gopal ki jai. Gorivasnab Guru Parampara ki jai. Gor Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gor Premanande.